Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of Golden Shower of Hits. On today's podcast, the guys will discuss Ferment, the debut album by Catherine Wheel, released in 1992. I went through a big shoegaze phase as a youngster, primarily focused on Swerve Driver, My Bloody Valentine, Lush, and the Cocteau Twins. Catherine Wheel swirled around in that mix as well, but I could never get into them as much as the aforementioned groups. They're pretty darn good, though, and hopefully Jamie and Mike enjoyed this. You may not be able to hear because your speaker volume is too low. <laughs> Fuck you. What do you know? You didn't even give me the pop-up thing that you normally do. Are we uh, We're having the exact same episode as last week? Um, <laughs> That's how you started last week's show, too. Really? Yeah. And then well, this week I have a ton of follow-up about the Beastie Boys. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, deja vu all over again. Yeah, right. Hey, can you hold on one second? No. Okay, hold on. You can tell I never listen to you. Sorry. I don't know how my glasses manage to get this fucking dirty all the time. It's crazy. I don't know, too. Yeah. Anyways. I don't know anything. Can we just say, for the record, I don't know anything? <laughs> okay. Mike doesn't wanna, know anything. I want to go on the record. I don't, I don't know that that needs to be on the, <laughs> on the record, does it? You should have you know, put that on your record. Sometimes it's important. To state the obvious. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it just is, man. Yeah. Uh, how's your week? What's going on? Uh, tell me something good. If I had something good to tell you, I would. I don't know that I have anything going on that's interesting or anything like that. So a whole <laughs> lot of work. That's about it. Yeah. How about you, man? I, dro- I drove a lot. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah, it sucked. You're like a truck driver. Do you take showers at like rest stops and shit? No. Two days a week, three days if I don't pitch a, a fucking fit, I drive, you know, 12 hours a day. Oof. When are you going to get, uh, you should get one of those auto uh, driving When am vehicles. I going to get fired for telling my boss to fuck off? I don't know. <laughs> Sometime soon, I hope. You should get one of those self-driving vehicles and then just record episodes of Couch Riffs while the car drives you around. It's too noisy. Oh. I can barely, yeah, I, I have a headset, like a, a, you know, Bluetooth speakers and I, that's how I listen to music sometimes, um, or podcasts or books. And, uh, yeah, I can't have conversations really. It's too loud and shitty. Yeah. Well, if you got one of those self-driving cars, uh, we could fill it with like bass traps and stuff. Cause you don't need to see out the windows. At I guess that a point, self-driving right? car. Well, I'm dry. <laughs> it's a fucking 30 foot box truck. So oh, okay. So you're not. Gotcha. It's, it's also windy 
Connecticut Hill Roads. That's so it's not it's not like a highway. But if it's a self driving car, that's not your problem. <laughs> I mean, it is if it fucking fails. Right, right, right. For the record, I want to go on the record saying I'm not into those things. What self driving car? Yeah, yeah. I'm into the idea. I would totally take one. Uh, yeah. Just I'm not interested in putting my life in the not hands of a robot. Yeah, but I mean, you know, do you know how much of an airplane is actually flown by a pilot anymore? Hardly at all. Do you know how many curvy roads are <laughs> fucking up in the? If I drive off the road, I'm dead. That like you, sh- I'll I'll take a right. video and and fast forward it to send to you. You will not. Yeah, I will. <laughs> you always say you're gonna do. So- I'm still waiting for that pan recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> from like four episodes ago so every once in a while i you know i get a what do you call it, advertisement emails from them yeah and every every once in a while i think about it i'm like oh i should forward this to jamie i'll do it later <laughs> i don't know why that why is that all I have to do is forward it yeah I don't that's know. really easy uh, that's really easy i did get a, i actually did get a bunch of pan recommendations from all kinds of people after that episode <laughs> really yeah did anyone uh go with what i was saying well you didn't you didn't tell me which one you were into so oh ceramic covered cast iron okay yeah that's where it's at man if for for your application (laughs) because you're like i cook eggs i can't cook eggs in a cast iron yeah yeah you can you totally can um I, dude, I'm 47. I just learned how to cook eggs in a nonstick pan successfully. You think I'm ready to fucking upgrade to a cast iron? <laughs> Hardly. Uh, you know, the trick to cooking eggs, uh, how are you cooking eggs? Well. Scrambled? Yes. You want some fluffy ass eggs? Yes. Here's the trick. Put a little tiny bit of cream in them. Mm-hmm. All right. Low heat. That is the thing that I've always been missing. Yeah, don't fucking hit them with high heat. That's bullshit. Yeah. You want some fluffy ass eggs? Low heat. And don't finger fuck them. Let them do their thing. Yeah. Yep. No, I figured all this out on my own. Finally. Like, I love eggs. And I always had to have other people make them because I always burn them. And they were always terrible. Why didn't you just ask me? Well, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff that you know that I haven't thought to ask yet. So... Um, but yeah, uh, with some help from Jennifer, I figured out how to make eggs. Yeah. It's all. So what I do, we have, um, like a, a Nutra blender. I forget what it's called. Some kind of wacky blender, like a ninja yeah. or something, but, uh, yeah. I mix the eggs with a slice of cheese and some al- almond milk in there until it's like totally fucking, you know, no lumps, yeah. nothing, you know, uh, a little bit of butter in the pan put the pan like a heat you know we have gas stove put it on two you know instead of 10 uh yeah and just get the butter to melt like up on the sides you know so the shit doesn't stick and then put the uh mixed eggs in there and i just let it like do its thing for like you said for a long time don't finger fuck it and then just slowly pull it from the sides and then after that you can turn the heat up a little bit if you need to but yeah i got a whole fucking you know me, I have to have like a system and then I do the same fucking thing every, every single day, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy make, with my, can breakfast. we make t-shirts? Can we make t-shirts that say, don't finger fuck it? <laughs> I don't know that I would want to promote that idea of not finger fucking. <laughs> well, uh, it's great. 
I mean, <laughs> the act, like actually, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know. fingering. Yes. But, you know, in this context, don't finger fuck it is, I mean, it's, it is a real theme on this show. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you got your, glad you got your egg situation sorted out. Me too, man. Like, I love scrambled eggs, and it was always just like, I, I would just ruin them, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm the type of person that, you know, it's like, just as fast as possible, right? So, or like, like you know, when I go to the store and I see regular strength aspirin and extra strength, I always think, who has a regular headache? You know, like, why wouldn't you right. just get the maximum, <laughs> you know? Like, they never understand that. And so, but yeah, with I don't eggs, understand how yeah. you never came up with a drug addiction. Oh, well, yeah, the key is to not start, you know, not to dabble, so... I mean, I think I was addicted yeah, but, to acid and you don't even, that's not even a thing, right? you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I would get up oh, in the morning think, and take know, a whatever. head of acid People and go say, to work, you know, like every day, like I was fucking tripping balls selling skateboards well, and shit. Anyone you know? who says that there are things that are not addictive is a full of shit asshole. Right. I, I think that, I think acid is addictive to the right personalities. If for, yeah. For someone with an addictive or an extreme personality anything is addictive right yeah you know yep fucking food sex yeah uh dr any number Video of games, drugs yeah, or alcohol stuff, yeah. or fucking driving fast or yep. you know thrill seeking all that shit yeah no, absolutely. So that's yeah. And I I mean I know that about me. You know, that's why I don't play video games or do any I don't try or dabble with anything that I think, "Oh, I might like this." You know, <laughs> like huh. I mean, did I Like if I tried I methamphetamine, <laughs> I would be on the streets in like 6 days, like <laughs> with no, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It no, would it's be... it's it's pretty great at first. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. So, yeah. Really great at first. I mean, you know, if you're willing to have sex with fat, strange, old men for 15 bucks just to get th th those drugs, like, it must be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, that's a pretty tough fetish to get involved in. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about uh, the folly of me going down the video game rabbit hole? I think so, yeah. You ended up selling your PS whatever for super cheap or something. Oh, I was just like, get it the fuck out of here. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get it the fuck out of here. That's pretty great, man. Uh, I have a bunch of follow-up if you want to. Can I tell you my humble brag? Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to add that to the show notes so I know to ask every week. Um, or my show notes, you know? Well, my humble, my humble brag purchase is all new water filters for my house. <laughs> just the... And that's real humble. That's very, very humble. Right. So yeah. like like a water softener thing? Like that's no, no, built no, no, no. in just, or like no, just, Brita filters? Just the, fil just the filters that go into the... Yeah, there, so we have a water softener. We have a you know sediment filter. And then we have a under-counter thing for our drinking water. Gotcha. Today, well, after we're done here, mm -hmm. tonight, I'm going to drive to Walmart and I'm going to buy myself... A coverall, a Dickies coverall. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I am going to drive, uh, well, I'm going to get underneath my house because mm -hmm. uh, today I, today I drained my hot water heater mm -hmm. and flushed it and then refilled it um, and everything's working great. Nice. 
And uh, tomorrow, I am going to hopefully pipette into this sh- fucking champagne room. Really? Yeah. Look at you. What, have you been watching a bunch of YouTube videos or some shit? <laughs> no. A guy came over, a guy that did some work on my uh, mother-in-law's house. He came over. We were going to maybe have him do some stuff, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, all right, well, let me look at your basement. You were asking about stuff down there. And he goes, oh, yeah, you do this. And we were shining a light underneath the addition and all the way over to where the champagne room is where it's it's like blocked like you can't yeah you know you can't see out to underneath this and um there's just a fucking there's a vent down underneath my feet right now mm-hmm. it's just there the vent pipes down into the basement and it's just open there's nothing it's just like an open <laughs> fucking giant 10 inch pipe right and I thought it was a return. I thought it was drawing air. Yeah. But it wasn't. <laughs> Fuck, it was not. It it's just nothing. And then there's uh there's a blank, you know, uh there's a hole cut out for another uh heat out from the main body of the ducting. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of the technical terms cuz yeah. I'm not a fucking HVAC guy. Um but it's a real fucking octopus down there, yeah. you know? And uh, I'm going to put on these coveralls, and I'm going to fucking get myself some heat. <laughs> nice. What do you think about that? That's pretty cool. Fucking hell it is. I like it. I am over the goddamn moon. <laughs> I'm you, real fired up about it. Have you been using the champagne room in the winter without heat or doing something else, and now that you have heat, no, you're able it's to just, use it? This is where... So I put what I've done the last couple years. Well, it wasn't really an issue because I could, there wasn't a door the first winter. Mm-hmm. The second winter, maybe there wasn't a door either. Okay. So heat kind of makes its way out here, even though it's still right. really cold. Like the floor is cold because there's not insulation. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be the next thing. Um, but fucking... Last year we were like, oh, we got to, we'll put in a barn door. Right. So that it's like quieter out here. Yeah. But that, it didn't matter. It doesn't (laughs) fucking matter at all. All it did was make it cold out here. So I started using a uh, radiator heater, like a plug in. Yeah. Yeah. To the, and it would fucking blow the breaker. Oh, right. So the power out here would go out and then it would be worthless. It wouldn't matter if it was warm. Yeah. Cause power just, <laughs> you got out. no power. Yeah. Yeah. So I ain't recording anyway. Yeah. So this is great news. Next week I will either be triumphant or I'll be devastated or really <laughs> aggravated. All right. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's good. We used to, we used to have a practice space. Uh, we rented the second floor above uh, like a gun range and it was an old, like speakeasy up there it was really cool but it was full of asbestos and no heat uh and this is in the midwest in the winter and we had a big it's like a propane heater but it was like a jet engine it was crazy it would just, you know and we didn't have any <laughs> exhaust or anything <laughs> we we'd just be screaming punk rock jumping up and down breathing hard breathing all this exhaust <laughs> fumes in you know i can't believe we didn't die of fucking carbon (laughs) carbon monoxide or whatever so but kept us warm (laughs) but yeah once we started seeing like black dots in front of us it was like okay time to shut off the heater and go home (laughs) so 
Right. Yeah. It was a little gnarly. Um, yeah, so I'm real excited about that. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Je- I'm um, excited. My feet, my feet always get cold, even with socks on. It's weird. Like my feet can sweat and be cold at the same time. I don't fucking know. That's a circulation. Thing. Yeah. So, uh, Jennifer was looking at like these, like, it's like a little box you stick your feet in that's heated for under my desk. And then today she was looking at, uh, uh like a heated mat for me to put my feet on. So we're, uh, trying to figure that out right now, actually for Christmas. Uh, I think until I get some insulation mm-hmm. underneath the the decking that is fucking underneath the flooring in here. Yeah. I think I'll probably just put a rug out here. Yeah, just get a big uh, fluffy rug. Well, <laughs> I hate fluffy rugs. Well, yeah, I do too. But like, uh, if it's just for your feet, you know? Uh, I have a rolling chair. Oh, right, right. You know, it doesn't like yeah, fluffy rugs. Work. Yeah. Rolling chair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I have any humble breaks this week. I spent my money Nothing? on- Nothing? No, nah, I spent my money on other people this week. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's uh, nice. Though. I, uh, donate, so there's a pug rescue out here in Portland, and they get, uh, you know, a lot of pugs that were going to be euthanized because, like, it was expensive for the vet to do what they needed to do, you know? So, a lot of times what'll happen is, instead of euthanizing the dog, they'll- the vet's office will call the pug rescue and the pug rescue will take it in and then people donate uh, so it can get its medical bills covered. So did one of those this week and... Uh, That's really sweet. Yeah, you know. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I bought last last year, I buy Jennifer a snow globe every year, you know, for <laughs> Christmas. And last, you know, I just buy her a nice Christmassy snow globe but last year I bought her a snow globe that had toilet paper it was just like toilet paper in it <laughs> and I thought it was funny and boy she really was unhappy about that and uh, oh really yeah she was really mad about it <laughs> like like mad like we've gotten multiple fights over it about the toilet paper snow globe yeah and uh well, wait a minute so it's a globe and then there's just like a roll of toilet paper in it and you shake it up and the snow flickers around the yeah it says like 2020 you know because i thought it was funny because like 20 year yeah and remember there was like a run on toilet paper for a long time at the beginning of the year yeah yeah so i thought you know oh this is great i'll commemorate what a shitty year 2020 was and you know uh just be kind of funny and Boy, she did not think it was funny. So, she anyways, thought you, she thought you were making fun of her for being a survivalist. I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. So, <laughs> for being a prepper, I genuinely <laughs> thought she would enjoy it and and get a kick out of it, but she did not. And uh, anyway, so I've been this year. You're gonna get her one with a pug in it. I'm trying to make up for it. So, <laughs> we Christ. don't really do Christmas. We don't either. But uh, although I like we. We always say no Christmas presents, yeah, and then yeah. I buy her something small, mm-hmm. just because I feel like, eh, you know. Yeah, we a lot of times will, um, uh, like I'll pick out a charity, and she'll pick out a charity, and then I'll donate for her to her charity, and vice versa. A lot of times we'll do that because it's like you know the stuff that I want is either like six thousand dollars, you know, like some right. crazy Les Paul which n- nobody's going to buy for me and I don't want anybody to buy for me or it's the, I do. I want people to buy <laughs> well, that for yeah. me. Uh or it's the little yeah, I'm stuff. I'm turning 50 in December by the way. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. 
A 59 Les Paul would be great. Um, Even an R9, Guffy. So last year, I found the best Christmas present ever for you, and now I can't remember what it is. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, what the fuck was it? It was something really funny. Ah, fuck. I need to talk to Jennifer about it. A Scotty and cake? No, it was something really funny. God damn, it's going to drive me nuts, too. I'm going to spend the next few weeks trying to figure out what the fuck your birthday present was supposed to be. <laughs> Great. Uh, maybe I wrote it. Maybe I was smart and I wrote it down somewhere. Great. I, I know it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'll never forget this, you know? <laughs> and then I didn't fucking write it down, so. I uh, do that shit. God, the worst. Anyways. Um, yeah, so then the... Um, you know, this, the little stuff that people could buy for me, I just, I always buy that shit for myself anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I want this little trinket from Amazon and I just buy it. So then there's nothing for anyone to buy. So I'm not a good person uh, to buy gifts for. Well, I think Christine had this idea. <laughs> you yeah. know, she went to Columbia. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Did I mention that she was in Columbia? She yes. came back all excited about Columbia. <laughs> Uh-oh. And she was like, let's go to Columbia for your 50th birthday. And I was like... Eh. yeah um she was like no it's great we'll invite your friends and i was like look <laughs> i know and it was very optimistic and sweet right i was like first of all you have no idea what it's like to have a birthday between christmas and new year's <laughs> yeah okay so even having a fucking dinner is a near impossibility people right. are just yeah. like oh I, I understand you're turning 50, but, you know, it's right between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, yeah, come on. Um, So there's that. People have family in town or they're not in town or they're just fucking pooped out. And then Columbia is far away. She's like, yeah, but it's so cheap. Like people, people don't No, No, that's a hard no. Yeah. Hard no. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm going to Montreal. I'm not going to Columbia unless you send a jet to pick me up. (laughs) And even then that's pushing it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Water. Yeah. So not going to Columbia. Yeah. Uh, we were, Jennifer asked me what I wanted to do for my 40th birthday and I really wanted to go to Chernobyl, you know, (laughs) (laughs) she was so bummed. Right. And she's like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally serious. Like, cause you can go there and as long as you stay on like the asphalt, you're not at any risk for getting the radiation or whatever, you know? And it's, it's like super interesting to me. It's just like this city. And then all of a sudden everybody just fucking got up and bailed one day. So everything is just like frozen in time. And then like nature's kind of taken over, you know? And cause I've seen pictures of people like, you know, that have toured it or whatever. And uh, oh, I was so fucking excited. And so Jennifer actually like started doing the- Wait a minute. You you say again? Say what again? You can, how, like, how close can you get to it? Pretty close. You know, the, the city's a few miles away from where the reactor was. So, right. the, but the city's, you know, completely abandoned and it's like a whole containment zone. But what are the risks? I think it's pretty low as long as you don't go like on the dirt or the grass. As long as you don't drink the water. <laughs> yeah, don't drink the water, you know, don't kill any deer and eat the venison, you know. Uh, but you wear like a like a radiation badge and all the, that stuff, you know, that kind of 
gives you real time feedback of, as to how much radiation you're getting and stuff. They don't um, just automatically give you a suit. No, no, no. You don't need a suit, but I think you have to wear. You might have to wear a mask and stuff. Fuck, I'll go there with you. I totally want to do it. Right? It sounds kind of killer. So yeah, just like this fucking just abandoned city. Just one day, everybody just vanished. Like, I mean, it, we could also just go to Detroit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, so Jen starts doing the, the legwork, like figuring out flights and where we're going to stay and you know, how, all, all that stuff. And then fucking son of a bitch, if she didn't get me, she's like, you know, if we go there, they're not going to have the food that you like to eat or the water that you like to drink or probably the cigarettes you smoke. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Scratch it. <laughs> they don't, wait a minute. They don't have Taco Bell in, in Russia. I don't. I don't know. So, yeah, like she like huh. did a bunch of research and she's like, I don't know what you're going to eat when you're there. Like, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, I, I just I need my creature comforts. And that's just too, I mean, too much of a stretch for me. So I'm not what going. do you do? What, what do you do when you travel? Like, will you go to the spaghetti factory? Uh, yeah. I, I'll, like, I'll, what, I'll I mean, up like what a, will you what will you eat? I had up like a noodles and stuff, you know. Or like a yeah. you know, submarine sandwich shop. But, you know, even, um, I, I think even the Americanized restaurants overseas are <laughs> still plenty different. You know what I mean? Like the McDonald's over there isn't like the McDonald's here really. So, right. I don't know. So we went to Hawaii and I was just miserable there and less miserable there instead. So <laughs> for my 40th birthday. You guys went to Hawaii. Yeah. What did you do in Hawaii? Uh, not much. I mean, well, we went. I went snorkeling. That was that was super fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. I'm not a beach person. I'm not either. Snorkeling was like, what am I going to do? Fucking lay on the beach? Exactly. Like yeah. work on my tan? Yeah. Well, it's like you know we, we got. That sounds more dangerous than Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> we. We got a like a like a condo where you could see the ocean and stuff, you know. And Jennifer's like, "Oh my god, you get, there's whale out there! Like, look, you can see the whales." I'm like, "Whoa, you know, go look out the window." And then like ten minutes later, she's like, "Hey, there's a whale outside." <laughs> I go over and I look, <laughs> and then like ten five ten minutes later, she's like, "There's another whale." I'm like, "Look, I saw the first two, you know, <laughs> like." You see a tail way off in the distance, like or some water right. shoot up. You know, like it's unless cool. Like the first, one, it's cool. Like the this first one rolls three, over to show us its boobs. Right. Yeah. I don't want to know. I mean, unless it's gonna jump through a hoop in the air, like at SeaWorld, eh, you know, I already saw right. it. So, <laughs> uh, seeing the ocean, like a beautiful view, great. Like yeah. being on the beach, getting sand, like in no. my socks. So or, not interested. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't either. I'm not a big nature guy. So see, and I'm not a big relaxation person either. Like I don't want to relax. I want to fucking do stuff. So, and sitting right. on the beach is not, is, is like, oh, God, it's, it's not miserable. Stuff. Yeah. Right. So all I do is, you know, when I, when I'm supposed to be relaxing, all I do is stress more and more about all the stuff that I'm not doing or getting done, you know, or all the shit that's piling up and it just right. makes you know, it's more stressful than actually doing stuff for me, like sitting around. So yeah, no thanks. <sighs> so yeah, you're, so she, we, we went to Hawaii a few times over the years and I was pretty miserable <laughs> and, uh, 
a couple of years ago, she finally realized that taking a Jamie to Hawaii is not, <laughs> is not very fun for her either. So, uh, Jen and Christine should go to Hawaii. Together. Yeah, she she's gone, and she might be going this uh, this winter in February. I think with her family, with her parents. So yeah, but I'm not. I don't have to go anymore, which is great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Christine lived in Hawaii for a year. Oh yeah. Yeah, she went to high school there. Whoa. And then fucking bailed. That's pretty crazy. Did her parents live there or something? Her uh, mom, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and so she's always talking about wanting to go there, and we, we've we never made it. Yeah. But now, you know, live all the way over here. It's not like going from there. Now, uh, you know, if you want to do something beachy, which I never do, mm-hmm. um, you go to Florida or you go to the islands, the fucking, you know, the Bahamas or right. some other shit. And it's not it's not that expensive. Yeah. A couple years ago, we did that. Uh, and again, I just, I don't care because I don't want to go to the beach and drink mojitos or right. whatever. Yeah. Not, not my, not my drill. <laughs> right. Uh, I, you know, I want to go to like Oaxaca. I don't know. Or Mexico. It's in Mexico. Oh, okay. Um, Mexico City we went to a few years ago, and that was fucking awesome. And we visited the pyramids. See, I like to go outside, and I like to hike, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, like, like I really like, (laughs) this is going to sound fucked up, I really love Hastings Street in Vancouver, Canada, which is, like, (laughs) where all the prostitutes and the drug deals happen and stuff. Like, it's just fucking, it's so real and gnarly. I love it. And, uh, it's real gnarly. Yeah. One of the gnarliest places around ever, yeah. anywhere. So great. <laughs> like uh, on one of our um, one of our first <laughs> dates, I took Jennifer to a Superfund site. Do you know what a Superfund site is? No. It's like a it's a, it's a place where there's been toxic waste dumped, and so it's kind of abandoned. And yeah, uh, yeah it's it's down by the uh, Willamette. I was like, it's just this big crazy abandoned building and yeah i was like oh let's go to this place and we like checked it out and she's like is this a fucking toxic and like what the fuck is a super fun site <laughs> she was not very happy about that she didn't think it was as cool as i did so yeah christine wouldn't be into that either. yeah <laughs> uh, jennifer loves nature jamie loves the city <laughs> right and toxic waste dumps i thought it was cool i don't know I, I might uh, not want to do that either. I mean, you know, just like don't drink the water and stuff. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's just cool. All this like abandoned fucking industrial area. Do you want to tell me about your feedback? Uh, well, I, I think I have follow up, not follow up. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so last week we did uh, Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. And uh, <laughs> then what happened was I got just sucked into just more Beastie Boys stuff after the episode when I should have been listening to Catherine Wheel. <laughs> and uh, I learned some interesting stuff. So uh, the phone number in Paul's Boutique, you know the one I'm talking about? Yep. In the commercial? Yeah. It's the original sample was something that Ad-Rock recorded off a, a local New York like reggae show. And it was an ad on on, on the radio program. Anyways, uh, a few years later, the, the Beastie Boys got a hold of that number 
and they eventually routed the number to an answering machine at MCA's parents' house. <laughs> no. Yeah, and they put it in the cellar, and people would call the machine and leave messages, and every once in a while, they would listen to the message, and sometimes if they liked the message that you left, they would call you back. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And uh, so- Well, that, that's assuming that you left your number. Right, yeah, yeah. So uh, when they were in the interview I was watching where they were talking about it, they mentioned some guy's name and they didn't expand on it, but it made it sound like they made friends with some like weird guy from leaving a message on there and would call him regularly for entertainment. Like he was just there. He was just some weird guy and they thought, God, this guy's crazy. And they (laughs) they would just call him for fun. So, how nuts is I mean, how many bands get to be that big and are right. still just and are still hangout pals? Yeah, yeah, totally. That doesn't happen. No. Like everyone goes their separate, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Wow. Um, you had mentioned that you thought the 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 guys were playing a bunch on this record, and I said, nah, I thought it was on Check Your Head, but I think you're right. No, uh, actually, MCA is playing bass on Looking Down the Barrel of a Gun, and Ad Rock is playing guitar on it. So, yeah, actually, they, I thought I that's I thought I knew that. Yeah, you did, and I was like, nah, I think it was on Check Your Head, but yeah, I was wrong. They were they're playing guitar and bass on that song. So they played a lot on Check Your Head. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah a ton. That was uh, a little bit of a toe in the pool right (laughs) um i thought this was kind of crazy so uh matt dyke is uh one of the i don't know that he's one of the dust brothers but he's one of the dudes i think that kind of put the dust brothers and the beastie boys together and he had a lot to do like if you read anything about paul's boutique they keep talking about how they record oh we recorded that at my matt dyke's apartment blah 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 um i think matt dyke was involved with delicious vinyl one of the co-founders Anyways, uh, so keep that in, in mind. MCA died from salivary gland cancer, an incredibly rare form of cancer. Just two adults in 100,000 people are diagnosed with it every year. Most are 55 or older, and doctors are not sure what caused it. So that's how MCA died, right? Super weird, rare form of cancer. Apparently, Matt Dyke also died from saliv- uh, salivary, salivary gland cancer in 2018. So, so weird. That what? They, yeah. So Matt Dyke also passed away from it in 2018. This really rare cancer. Both of those dudes died from it. I thought that was strange. I wonder if there's some weird thing that they were both doing. Yeah. I don't know. That got, you know, like fucking chewing tobacco. Right. Or, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it'd be so, weird yeah, to like, see if somebody else from that group, you know, like the Beastie Boys or the Dust Brothers, somebody else from that you know, squad of guys passes away from this too, you know? Chewing on a particular brand, like type of guitar pick or some right, yeah. shit, you know? <laughs> like, like like Eddie Van Halen insists that it wasn't the like three packs of cigarettes he smoked today that gave him cancer. It was putting a metal <laughs> guitar pick in his mouth. <laughs> the fuck, man? Yeah. Ah, um, I carried a guitar pick in my mouth for a lot of my life. What, what are you putting it in your mouth when you're tapping or something? Like, why are you putting it in your mouth? I just have, I would just put one in my mouth. I don't know why. Huh. That's weird. And like, just play with it. It it would be like having chewing gum or something. Right, right. Like a toothpick or something. You should, uh, you should put blood packets in your mouth and just hang around with those. And then 
<laughs> at random times. <laughs> you know, let it fly. Just go, oh! Oh, Jesus Christ, my tooth! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Tell I, me more. I found uh, there's a, a Paul's Boutique, there's a like a SoundCloud account where three DJs uh, took three years uh, and worked with all the tracks, their original tracks and samples um, from the album. And they kind of did, it's called Caught in the Middle of a Three-Way, and it's a tribute to Paul's Boutique. And they re- remix and reimagine all, all the original samples, plus they took like the vocals. So it's kind of interesting. It's pretty terrible though, but... Um, you know, like like the Beastie Boys, like sped up the samples and slowed them down and all that stuff. These guys just took uh, those songs and then just put the Beastie Boys on the top of it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a weird way to like listen to Paul's Boutique because it's you know it's the original samples unmolested, and then they made the Beastie Boys fit on top of that instead of the samples Unprocessed. fitting to the Beastie Boys. Yeah. So. Oh, oh. that's weird because yeah. it doesn't doesn't work yeah it's it goes out of time uh well they they uh i think they messed with the vocals to get them to fit the original oh, so samples. then the vocals sometimes yeah something <laughs> so this. it's interesting it's not great though <laughs> so from what i listen to it hmm. um you talked about them uh the well not them but the rock and roll hall of fame performance oh did you watch it i did I actually thought the roots didn't sound that good. Um, really? I think the mix was not that great. Um, well, what did you watch? Did you watch the final yeah. thing? Well, like the thing that was, you know, it wasn't a cell phone video. It was like a produced, you know, multi-camera thing or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, maybe it's because, <clears throat> you know, it's like the same thing with my cover. Like it's lacking a bunch of power because, you know, it doesn't have all of the elements that I'm used to hearing, you know? And so maybe that's why I thought it sounded thin. I thought they played great. Um, but I thought the tuba was a little, the tuba was a little weird. Like I didn't think the tuba worked in any of those things. And then, uh, I couldn't believe it, but the bass player played sabotage wrong. (laughs) Uh, it was weird. yeah, Yeah. But whatever. It's a weird part. I mean, like that song is, I, I know, I know what you're saying. Um, but when I, I watched it this week also, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought when I first heard him come in with the bass part, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, are they going to all come in at the right time? Right. Right. And they did. Yeah. Uh, I thought Kirk did a great job singing Sabotage. Yeah. He and was fucking great. The three people uh, doing the rapping was Black Thought from The Roots, a guy yep. named Travi, who I don't know, and then yeah. Kid Rock. I thought they all did great. I thought yeah, the, they were great. I thought the mix of the medley of the songs was amazing. So yeah, one of them dropped a line at one point. Oh really? I didn't think I noticed yeah. that, which is surprising. Here's something incredibly uh, coincidental. Hmm. This week, Kirk called me. Oh really? And I was like, dude, <laughs> I can't believe you're calling. I have to ask you a question. I was just I was talking about you the other day and. Yeah. Uh, I said, you know, I was watching, I was watching the, I watched Soundcheck and mm-hmm. the performance and it was so fucking good. And I don't remember Soundcheck being very long or 
because you know they they worked it out then right, they worked yeah. it out there at soundcheck i was like is that typical yeah and he was like i don't i mean he said i because rem- i forgot i hadn't watched the video mm-hmm. yet i forgot that he did some vocals yeah and he's like, well, I really worked my thing out because it was, you know, and we, and I had a teleprompter, but there's a right. lot going on, you know. Yeah. But he said, I remember that we were pretty thorough. Yeah. Um, but hmm. I think that those guys do so much shit that they just, you know, like this. Right. They just work fast. Yeah. Well, don't they? Aren't they like the backing band for basically any musical guest every night on Jimmy Fallon? So. I mean, yeah, they got to be on fucking, top of they, it. Had, they had fucking Ingve Malmsteen on there. Oh, really? Yeah, like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah they, I mean, they play with so many people. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that was interesting. That's cool. It was, it was fun to, to ask him questions about that. Yeah. Um, have you, and I'd never known about this, but the Beastie Boys put out a hardcore EP in 95. Have you heard this? Yeah. It's called algo e olio which means garlic and oil in italian and it's really fucking good <laughs> uh as uh aglio e olio okay um yeah it's really good and some of the elements kind of reminded me of yank crime just like some of the vocal elements of it yeah uh and there's a video of them playing the set live it's a pretty poor video but i'll post that in the show notes of them just playing they would like do, a club doing a live they set. would do some of those songs yeah, you know, on the big stage when they were doing the. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, Mr. Big just lit it up on my leg. <laughs> um, the Beastie Boys are fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I have. Last week I misspoke. I think I inferred that Elvis Costello was wearing the Thanks Malk shirt. Actually, I'm sure I said that. Uh, it was actually the drummers in both episodes were wearing the um, Thanks uh. Malk episode uh, T-shirt. It was Pete Thomas, the drummer for the attractions and then uh the beastie boys mike d was wearing the shirt so not elvis right and god damn it jamie i know i gotta get this shit right you Uh, son of a bitch uh and then i ended up on a fucking elvis costello tear and uh, i just gotta say how amazing is peace love and understanding dude holy fuck (laughs) i've been trying to get i've been trying to get people to do that song for a couch riffs thing for mm-hmm. so long. Oh really? Oh God. I would that fuck dude. Yeah. I think I've got, I think I'm, how would anybody turn that down? Well, oh, I had a real, a I had some real, I had some real ideas about it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, but it, that didn't pan out, but so I think I have a new thing. Yeah. I'm onto the new thing. Yeah. Well, if you wanted somebody to scream it off key, just let me know. <laughs> Like I, I, I got a, I got the, I got a singer. Cool. Um, yeah. So, but I'm a big, big Elvis fan. The, uh, John told me a story years and years ago and I'm probably telling it wrong and I'm probably somewhat incorrect, but, um, so, you know, John's uncle, Tom owns a, uh, big time well he did own a big time recording studio back in the midwest called catamount and right he worked with uh a late a lady who sung in fleetwood mac that replaced stevie nicks for a while really yeah and she um was telling tom this story about she 
ran into Elvis Costello in a bar and he was super drunk and he was talking a bunch of shit about Americans. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You took your name from the most famous rock American rock musician and one of the most famous American comedians, you fucking asshole. (laughs) How are you talking shit about Americans? You totally stole your name from two great Americans. So John tells the story way better than I do. So (laughs) (laughs) anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, he's famously a cock, I think. Yeah. At least as a young man. Yeah. That's too bad. A cock. Hmm. You get into that, uh, God, what is it called? Uh, Blood and Chocolate album? No, uh uh-uh. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's good. Hmm. The first one, Armed Forces, Blood and Chocolate. Um, Yeah, those are are my jams. Nice. Yeah, maybe I'll check them out. Maybe somebody else. Catherine Wheel? Yes, we should. (laughs) We are. How far are we into this episode already? Almost an hour. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's fine. We got 10 minutes left. Um, Catherine Wheel. The album is Ferment. Mm-hmm. Uh, was released June 9th of 1992. Can we confirm that this was a Kelly album? Uh, I can't 100% confirm, but I'm almost positive. He actually yeah. texted me about it the other day. So, <laughs> Oh, is he doing the song or not? No. What? Uh, didn't you guys have a text thread going back and forth and uh, he backed out of that one, fuck. but offered to do the song on a different one? Okay. All right, well, add it to the list of shit I've got to do this weekend. Yeah, he said, right. uh, Catherine Wheel would be cool, but I have zero guitar shops, is what I've determined. So uh, he said he started working on something for the future heads, which is coming up pretty soon. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. Anyways, <laughs> Catherine Wheel is what we're talking about this week. What did you, what was your initial, what do you think of the record? Well, here's the thing. Oh. I was right about, I think. They're English. Yes. Or, well, from that Some, area anyways. They're yeah. from somewhere over there. Um, and they they didn't sound exactly like I thought they would sound. Yeah. And I actually don't think that I'd heard this record or any of the songs on it before. Yeah. yeah. It, it reminded me, and, and I, I didn't not enjoy it. Like I I enjoyed to listen to it mostly. Not a lot of songs, um, but it reminded me of maybe like a less sonically adventurous. Um, uh, what the fuck are they called? The Mescal Head Band. Oh, uh, Swerve Driver. Yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of reminded me of Swerve Driver, but I didn't like it nearly as much. Yeah. Mm. I feel exactly There's- the same way. <laughs> Really? I, I actually really like this record. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, so uh, the first two Swerve Driver records are probably my top 10 albums of all time. So, you right. know, these guys aren't, aren't even close to that. But I did enjoy listening to it. Uh, you know, I got a e- uh, text from Kelly and he's like, yeah, I hope you like reverb because there's reverb on everything on this record. And I was like, fuck. You know, and so I was like, I'm going to hate this. And I turned it on and listened to the first two songs. I'm like, I like this. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, it's not Swerve Driver, but it was pretty good, I thought. Here's the thing. I mean, the thing that other than just sort of like the general vibe and the sonic quality of yeah of it, not even Swerve Driver has 
sing songs. You know, they don't have... Right. It's not like verse, chorus, fucking, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, double chorus out. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's very vibey music. Yeah, this is definitely, you know, something you put on and have playing in the background. You know, you don't sing along with it and bang your head, you know? So. You could, but uh, maybe it's it's not like putting on Nevermind or right, some yeah. shit like that. No, right? not at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, I mean, there's nothing particularly remarkable about it and nothing particular, then absolutely nothing offensive right. either. Well, yeah. What? Uh, all right, let's have. All right, let's have it. <laughs> I will. The only thing that I found like offensive about it was when I did tune into the lyrics. There was a lot of repetition. So in the song "I Want to Touch You," he says, "I want to touch you" eighteen times in the song. That's a lot to hear that sentence That's over the hook. and over and over and. 18 times, dude, Jesus Christ. It's called the hook. Yeah, but I think with the hook, don't you fucking tease the hook? You know, it's just the tip. You don't slam the whole thing into their ear hole <laughs> over and over again to where people are burned out on it. I don't know that that's a hook. You know what I mean? Like mm. Pictures of Matchstick Men has the the fucking, what, the the violin part like four times, and that's the hook, I think. Right. Um, and then the song uh, Black Metallic, which was their... I guess hit off of this record. Um, he says the word skin 24 times. <laughs> so, Is that right? Yeah. I, I actually like, I'm like, God damn. So you just keep saying skin over and over. And so I looked at the lyrics and did a search for the word skin and I had 24 results. So yeah, he said it 24 times in the song. Wow. It's a lot of fucking skin. So yeah, I thought the lyrics were a little weak, but I mean, I enjoyed the song. Uh, Black Metallic, their hit song. The the beginning of it kind of reminds me of a slower version of that song "Under the Milky Way" by the Church, right? And um, and then also uh, kind of reminds me of uh, uh, I forget the name of the band. Uh, that anti-suicide song that came out like in the mid uh, mid nineties. I don't want you to step off of that ledge, my friend. <laughs> Whatever that song's called. I I have no idea what oh, you're talking about. You, you know what? Keep it that way. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So, All but right. other than that, yeah, I thought the song was good. I, I think the recording was really good for, you know, yeah, the era. Too. I mean, it doesn't sound, it doesn't really sound dated or anything. Um, like, you know, recording, uh, technically recording wise. Um yeah, it's just that big wall of sound with lots of pedals, you know, lots of reverb and wah and chorus and delay, you know, just like dudes with way, way too big a pedal board, you know, but. He's definitely not trying to sing with an American accent. No, well, <laughs> you need to listen to his latest solo album. Oh, really? <laughs> Holy fuck. So his latest uh, solo album is called Fresh Wine for the Horses. Uh, he put it, uh -huh. it's the singer guitar player guy. Um, uh, it's his 2005 album and it sounds to me like he's, I don't want to say country, but it sounds like he's trying to be on that. I don't know if adult contemporary radio is the term I'm looking for, but it's like, you can tell he was like trying to like break into pop radio, you know, not like Britney Spears type pop, but like, you know, right stuff. I don't know, 
I don't trying to see appeal it. to a a yeah. broader right, contemporary right. audience. Well, I mean, if you um, but look, it was gross. Many, you know, what I mean? just because <laughs> you still listen to fucking Minor Threat doesn't mean that everyone who grew. I mean, I knew a kid growing up in high school. I ran into, and he was like the kid with a fucking a foot tall mohawk, right? You know that he would Liberty Spike, the only real punk uh, at our school. Yeah, and I ran into him in Seattle. You know, twenty years later, and he listens to country. Oh, I fucking hate. Oh god. Hey, I'm just saying, like people people change, and so I guess it's possible that people who were fans of his were now listening to alt country americana stuff right yeah right i mean i guess <laughs> you know like i mean you know when i was a kid i was super into kiss and my tastes have definitely changed but I wait a minute I, you're you were a kiss fan right uh <laughs> i just i I just feel, I feel like my taste has gotten better over the years, not worse. You know, you know what I mean. Everyone thinks that about well, themselves. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like my dad. You know, I didn't have any contact with him for years and years. And like, you know, when I was a kid. He was into like the Stones and Zeppelin and Neil Young and stuff like that. And then, like after I saw him after a number of years, he was like super into country. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? You know, right. <laughs> like I just lost any bit of respect that i had left for him you know and i mean it's not like he got into like you know willie nelson and waylon jennings and and shit like that he got into whatever the bullshit was is on the radio now that's they call country you know it's, it's fucking awful <laughs> so right. yeah yeah i just yeah i just yeah i lost all respect for him so yeah his uh album fresh wine for the horses not so great but he did do a cover of a warren zevon song and that's huh. that's how I ended up in the fucking Warren Zevon hole at like four in the morning last night. <laughs> when I texted huh. you guys. So yeah. Still a good still a good rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, no, I'm not complaining, but every once in a while it's like fucking all all roads lead to late night feeling blue, Warren Zevon, the wind sessions. <laughs> right. It's like Jesus Christ, man. How does everything end up here? Uh yeah. But um yeah, so I, I have some interesting stuff to tell you about this band that I learned from research, if you're interested. I would love to know. So um, the lead singer, whose name I have written down here somewhere, uh, she's fucking Christ. I think his name is Rob Dickinson. His, per, his uh, cousin- Bruce Dickinson. Is Bruce Dickinson, yeah, from Iron Maiden. Right. I had heard that before. Yeah, Kelly texted me that. <laughs> Actually, Kelly's- uh, Kelly's text is great. Um, it says, "If uh, it, in your Catherine research, I hope that you're finding the fact that the singer is cousins with Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. If you search what the guy's doing now, he's selling real estate in England. Sad face emoji. <laughs> so, uh, but he's actually not selling uh, real estate in England. He's started a thing called Singer Vehicle Design, which restores and modifies uh, Porsche 911s. And, uh, yeah, he lives in Los Angeles and, uh, he like totally like, it's pretty cool. Like some of his cars, he just like totally strips them down and makes them fucking killer. So, and on this record, there's a bunch of song. there's some songs where he's singing like to his car as his girlfriend. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Dude's into cars. 
Wow. Um, so the other interesting thing is I tried to figure out what a Catherine wheel, I was like, what is Catherine wheel, right? <laughs> I was hoping that you were going to find out what that means. Yeah. So first I found, well, in their Wikipedia article, it says they're named after a firework called a Catherine wheel. And so I went on YouTube to figure out what a Catherine wheel firework looked like. And I'd seen it before. It's the, it's like a spinny thing and it just is a bunch of rockets and it spins in a circle. Uh, but also on YouTube, I found out what else a Catherine wheel is. Do you know this? No. Um, Catherine wheel was a medieval torture device. So they oh. would put people on it to fuck them up. And I watched a video on it that was like 15 minutes long and I couldn't even finish it. It was so gnarly. The, the, what would happen to you on a Catherine wheel and what they did to you. Really? Yeah. So if anybody's interested, <laughs> uh, search on Maybe YouTube. I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, but then I started thinking, wait a second. So this guy is cousins with Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden, which Iron Maiden is a medieval torture device, right? <laughs> and then this guy, uh, names his band after a medieval torture device. So I'm wondering like that, that must not be an accident, right? Right. It can't, there's no way. So that's, that's not an accident. That's no. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Right. Huh? So, so I wonder yeah, if, you uh, couldn't really have a band because Catherine Wheel doesn't sound, um, you know, particularly awful. Right. Yeah. You're if you don't like, know oh, that it's a torture device. Yeah. It's and it works a lot better for a band like this and calling it drawn and quartered. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's it's basically like a wagon wheel. Um, and sometimes they put spikes on it and they put people on it and they basically crucify people with them. So they'll hang the wheel up and like like tie you to the wheel and you sit there for multiple days. And then I think a lot of times they'll uh, hit you with hammers to break your all your bones and shit. Uh, and then they would do all this stuff to keep you alive so you would suffer on the wheel while you were Ugh. crucified. Yeah, it's totally fucked. <laughs> so yeah, it gets even worse. But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting that uh, his, family's super in, his family's super into uh, torture devices. Torture you know? devices. What the fuck? Yeah. So that makes me wonder if either like is is uh like are they into like S and M, like BDSM in their family? I don't think so. Or I didn't meet Bruce Dickinson, yeah. but I stood in line behind him and uh he's a very small man, first of all. And then yeah. he dresses like like a poster boy for like LL Bean or something. I uh I always love to see him dress up as a pilot. <laughs> because <laughs> well, he flies a plane yeah no i know but it's just so funny when i see him dressed it up looks as a funny pilot. yeah yeah i mean that's cool that he he does you know it's not any funnier than him wearing that weird feathery face mask thing oh right <laughs> <laughs> that's it's pretty weird yeah right? yeah I don't, what is that i i don't know man um what are the other guys did you do any research on the other guys in the band are they doing anything or did they do anything uh after this band so the other guys didn't really have um wikipedia entries and i couldn't really find that much about them but rob and one of the other guys uh i think neil sims the drummer are were do so these guys were active from 90 until 2000 mm -hmm. um rob and another guy did a kind of a, a another band together i'm not sure about the other two guys um i did learn that the 
the last year that they were active from 99 to 2000, they had a replacement bass player. And that bass player went on to play with Tracy Bonham, hmm. uh, who now lives in Woodstock, New York. Yeah, I so, knew that. Um, yeah, she like splits her time between Brooklyn and Woodstock. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if Mike runs into her. <laughs> so, you know, when I went to Austin a couple weeks ago for a wedding, my friend who was getting married used to play guitar for her. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, me and uh, John and I saw her at a club in the 90s at one point. Then you probably saw my buddy Phil play guitar. Oh. See, this is how we all have herpes. Like, That's right. We're all interconnected. <laughs> He's a great guitar player, that yeah. guy. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure what they're doing. Although I did see Neil Sims, the drummer, uh, is credited as a composer for... Um, some like theme music or some song uh, on the show, The Deadliest Catch, which I <laughs> think is a TV show about like deep sea fishing crab, or something, isn't crab, it? Crab fishermen. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think crabbers. So I did see that. Um, and then uh, there was, like I said, there wasn't much stuff about uh, the band themselves um, on Wikipedia, but uh, the guy that mixed their album, Tim Palmer, uh, did stuff for Mother Love Bone, Pearl Jam, Ned's Atomic Dustbin, The Cure, and Concrete Blonde. Um, <laughs> and then uh, one thing I did find interesting was their producer, and I'm going to fuck his name up, uh, Tim Frice Green. So he okay. produced their record. Uh, he played in the band Talk Talk and co-wrote the song It's My Life. You know that yeah. one? It's My Life by Bon Jovi? No, that's what I was thinking too until... Uh, until I listen to it, and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, uh, it's my life." Do 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 do. Oh no, it, it's not pretend. Boo do do. You know that song? Nope. Uh, you will. Let me spin it up on the Spotify's. You have to realize there are a lot of pop culture stuff from the '90s. Mm -hmm. I I just they completely missed me. This was from '84, and you will definitely know it. Oh, yeah, I know this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he co-wrote that song. The bass line on that song always reminded me of s something else. Yeah. Stranglehold? Yeah, Stranglehold, definitely <laughs> Stranglehold. <laughs> wang, wang, dang, sweet poon tang. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, anyways, Tim Fries Green, uh, he's the great-grandson of William Fries Green, who basically is one of the inventors of the movie camera. What? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I was like digging into that. So it was like a bunch of people, like a handful of people all around the same kind of decade were working on, you know, moving pictures basically. Um, and so, yeah, his great grandfather did that. And then his father kind of got in the business, the movie ish, you know, technical side of movie ish business with his um, dad. And so Tim's dad and grandpa uh, also, from what I could tell, invented color movie film. Wow. So I could be mistaken, but, you know, because they're talking like kinescope and all these like super technical terms that, you know, I don't know fucking jack shit. I know VHS and beta, you know, so. Right. Uh, and I wasn't willing to put <laughs> enough time into it to <laughs> research it. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, the Catherine Wheel. So this is interesting. There's a website of covers for the Catherine Wheel. It's called uh, cwcovercomp.com. 
And it started out as in the year 2000, as these fans of the band were going to put out a covers record of Catherine wheel songs. And they could, they, they got the approval from the band's manager to do the, the website. But, um, I think they had some issues maybe with not being able to afford, you know, to put out a CD or whatever. And so just over the years, they've just accepted all these covers from Catherine wheel fans and the website's been going since the year 2000. So 21 years now, there's over 70 Catherine wheel covers on the website and you can did actually you submit. sample any of them. I did. And some of them were pretty good. So were there some bad ones? Uh, I didn't listen to that many, but the, the few I listened to, I thought were good. So should we submit ours? I was actually thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking two things. One, I was thinking, oh, I should email them and ask if we can just grab one of these for the cover for the episode. Oh, that would be right? awesome. <clears throat> but then I was like, wait, if we if Mike dumps all over this band, <laughs> they're going to be pissed, <laughs> right, in the episode. So I didn't want to do that. Uh, but then I thought, yeah, I wonder if we should submit uh, one of our things for a cover. So, uh, and the webmaster for the guy for the website is a guy named Mike Garcia who actually lives in Portland. So. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you know him? I do not. Not yet. <laughs> uh, my my applications. The for webmaster new is a guy closed. that lives in Portland named Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's Kelly's pseudonym, Mike Garcia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, AKA. Um, so yeah, I guess. And so yeah, you can submit covers. There's no deadline, and they've been updating the site for more than 21 years. Wow. Uh, there's actually another website. Well, there's actually another group of people doing covers. Um, and this is on a, like a band camp. Yeah. It's a band camp thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, a bunch of other people doing covers. So apparently people are super into Catherine wheel and doing covers of their songs, which is so weird because they're not the kind of songs that, you know, right, it's yeah. not the kind of music that speaks to me as far you know what the fuck do i know but it doesn't seem like music that screams cover me yeah no absolutely i don't know that's weird to me crazy mm-hmm. yeah um hmm. let's see what else do i have oh um <clears throat> so they did put out a song called strange fruit and it's not the billy holiday song <laughs> right which what the fuck really <laughs> And the thing is, it's actually a really good song. It's on a different record, but uh, yeah, that's, I thought that was a little crazy. Like, uh, I I feel like there's just song titles you just shouldn't take or, you know what I mean? That are just, I mean, Strange Fruit, such a iconic and heavy fucking song. Like, don't fuck with, just leave it, you know? (laughs) Like, so, and maybe they didn't know about it, but I would think that their fucking record label or somebody would have known and been like, hey, let's tap the brakes on this, you know? What if I called my next record <laughs> Led Up and Four? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what if I just call it Led Zeppelin yeah, Four? It's so And funny. then all of the songs I name after other famous songs. They're <laughs> completely different songs in every way. Right. But they just have the same titles. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is it. You know, the way they keep track of this stuff, some of it. I mean, ISRC codes is really how they keep track. But I would name in the same, and then I would make sure I would compose 
and record the song so that they were the exact same length. <laughs> That'd That's be a pretty, pretty fun experiment, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You just cut, oh, the, cut the song a... off mid-sentence, you know? God, we gotta hit no, that. No, 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 no. Really put in the effort oh, so okay, that yeah. it is... Oh, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> uh that's a wonderful idea yeah it's pretty good well um camper van beethoven kind of did that where they took song titles from a bunch of different people and just wrote different songs (laughs) like i think didn't they have one called stairway to heaven too like it was like pretty fucking ball ball uh ballsy that what they did i can't remember now though yeah uh i saw that catherine wheel did a song with uh tanya donnelly um who was uh belly i'm sorry what was she in belly she was in throwing muses and um she co-formed the beaters both the beaters she co-formed the breeders with uh kim deal oh yeah yeah and she's yeah fronted the band belly so yeah huh yeah and that's all i know about Catherine wheel man (laughs) super exciting episode well um i mean this do you, what do you think the odds are that a younger generation will could pick up on music like this and get excited about it and the, and it could be revivalist in some way? Boy, I don't know. I'm the worst person ever with predictions and uh, saying that something isn't going to be popular and then it becomes super popular. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Like, like I, I'm literally I mean, you, like the '90s version has... of the dude that didn't sign the Beatles, right? You know. <laughs> So do you, do you think that it has the kind of appeal that young people, you know, people that did not grow up in that time, like it appeals to me in that way. It's like, oh, this sounds like right. my youth. Yeah. You yeah. Know, this, even though I'd never heard it, this sounds like my twenties. Yeah. I know? mean, it's kind of got like echo in the bunny men, the cure, you know, the church. It's nostalgic in yeah. all those ways, you know? I mean, my perception of kids coming up today, you know, and it's probably because I'm an old fucking dude now, but like the shit they're into sucks, you know, they're just into hip hop. They don't like rock anymore. And so right. I can't see anybody getting into it. But then again, you know, I mean, there's um, that band that rips off Zeppelin and they're super popular. So maybe right. this stuff will get a revival at some point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I liked it. <laughs> so should we grade it? Uh yeah. You go first. Hmm. Let me let me look at my recent grades here. Make sure I'm not swinging out of left field. So Kings of Leon, I gave a D. A B plus was Dr. Octagon. I gave a B to Camper Van Page. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give this a B minus. Yeah. I mean, I like this better than Houses of the Holy. I don't know that I liked it better than Camper Van Beethoven. Um, I liked it much better than Kings of Leon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would. I gave uh, Jeff Beck Truth a B minus. I would say I like this as as much as I like the Jeff Beck record. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. As much as the Jeff Beck record? Yeah. Huh. I I would All probably right. put this on more than I would the Jeff Beck record. Wow. If I were to ever listen to it again, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, I, I also am giving it a B minus. Hey, whoa. 
I don't think we've have we uh other than yeah, super sure, high A pluses, things, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah B minus for me and you know, and B minus is a good grade. Yeah. Um I didn't, you know, I wasn't bowled over. I I didn't I'm not particularly in love with it, but it has a nostalgic value and quality right. that appealed to me. And, you know, even though I guess that that color of your skin song can can get stuck in your head like i can't i can't recall a single other song from the record yeah you know which is weird because i listened to it a lot oh really yeah i only only started listening to it yesterday so (laughs) i was still deep in the throes of uh beastie boys all last week so right yeah um but yeah i think b minus just because i did think that the textures of the recording and and the the layering and everything i thought it was interesting and yeah appealed to just appealed to me yeah yeah i almost wonder if i had heard this you know 25 years ago yeah like if i would have appreciated it more now you know what i mean like uh, and because I didn't hear it back then, now it's more of a nostalgic thing for other things that I did like right. at that time, you know? So Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. Had I heard it back then, I would be all about it now. But, um, right. yeah, so I think anybody out there, you know, that likes Swerve Driver or any of that, you know, kind of 90s stuff, um, I think they, I think they'd probably like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Good job, Kevin. Good work, team. Yeah, good work, guys. <laughs> you guys are special. Yeah. You guys, you're going places. Have they done a reunion? Uh, not that I could tell. So, did you say that they they were done in the year 2000? Correct. And in 21 years, almost 22 years, no reunion, no festival date, none of that. I did not see one. Yeah, crazy. So, huh. they must fucking hate each other. <laughs> I guess so, man. They must, right? Yeah. Um, there's a, when I Google Catherine Wheel reunion, um, it says they almost, there's a thing that says they nearly reunited a couple of years ago, and this was from 2016. So, um, yeah, hmm. I don't know. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, you know, the singer, singer guitar player, uh, Rob Dickinson or whatever, you know, I, I have a feeling he was the kind of the driving force behind the band and he put out his own solo album, which tells me, you know, he thinks this is what I do now, you know? And, uh, yeah, I think he's just working on cars. So, well, you know, yeah, I wish him, I wish him much success Yeah, in the future. <laughs> I wonder, one thing I was thinking about was, uh, <clears throat> I wonder if when him and, uh, uh, what's the guy from Iron Maiden again? Rob Dickinson. Is this guy's name Rob Dickinson too? Bruce Dickinson. Uh, Bruce Dickinson. This guy is Rob Dickinson. He's Bruce <laughs> like, Dickinson. Wow, these brothers named their kids the same thing. That <laughs> yeah, is right? fucking, there's the humor. Yeah. This is why these twisted fuckers name their fucking bands after yeah, yeah, yeah. torture devices. Although Bruce Dickinson was not the original singer in Iron Maiden, oh, so right. he had no part in that. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Bruce thinks Rob's band is pussy music. <laughs> uh i'll bet yeah 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 I if you what he thinks of that 
Because, you know, if you go to Bruce Dickinson, if you go to Rob Dickinson's uh, Wikipedia page, it mentions that he's Bruce Dickinson's parental cousin. If you go to Bruce Dickinson's cousin, it does not mention Rob Dickinson. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. Actually, uh, I should verify that real quick. <laughs> you can, you know, you can go down, I for whatever reason, I went down a Bruce Dickinson rabbit hole a couple years ago. Um because I was curious, I think I read something like, oh, Bruce Dickinson's pre-Iron Maiden band. And I was like, huh, I want to see what this is about. And so I just, and he he sang on some, you know, something that was kind of like Top of the Pops. And he did a fucking, he might have done like, it's not unusual to be loved by you. So, sort of some Tom Jones or some shit like that. Yeah. 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 He sang some Tom Jones. Pretty fucking, pretty amazing. <laughs> he turned pretty, pretty into pretty uh, not metal. I I loved it. Right, yeah, it was great. It's like a less bad Rod Stewart thing, <laughs> like but in reverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, real real time follow up. I was completely wrong. Rob Dickinson is mentioned on Bruce Dickinson's Wikipedia page. It's in the third paragraph. So yeah. really, yeah, huh? Um, yeah, he's mentioned a couple of times on Bruce's web wiki did they ever collaborate on anything that i don't know probably not <laughs> much to rob's disappointment <laughs> so let's see bruce is 63 rob is 56 now about 10 years apart roughly what? eight years hmm. uh not that far yeah i wonder how like how close their family was you know what i mean like yeah. Did Bruce and Rob live far apart and so they never saw each other? Or, you know, did they go to their grandma's and have Christmas together? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. And then I wonder if Bruce was rolling his eyes when Rob was like, I'm going to start a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's changed his phone number when he heard that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, good job, Catherine Wheel. Yeah. Or it could be like, what? uh, me and my cousin where we just we both play two different genres of music and we never talk about music and never talk to each other so <laughs> <laughs> uh what do we and he's actually week? successful at music so yeah uh maybe that's exactly what their relationship is <laughs> <laughs> oh what do we got next week next week another band i don't know uh the future heads future and the heads. album is the future heads I don't know anything about this. I don't either. Yeah, so we're going to see if uh, Kelly's going to do this cover or not. Okay. Third time's well, the charm. Um, I, I mm -hmm. am going to upload this week's video, uh, what do you call uh, Couchress video, because it's got to go up tomorrow. Then I'm going to drive to uh, Walmart and get those coveralls. Uh, buy a coverall so yeah. that I can get started bright and early. Nice. What do you think about that? That's good. And you're gonna uh, you're gonna do the cover this week, and we're gonna submit it to the uh, Catherine Wheel Cover Project, uh, right? Do you care if I do that? Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> be some good uh, follow up on the next just, episode. Uh, you know, I have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, and tomorrow. I had a cancellation. Uh, I had those a something came up with my guest mm -hmm. that was supposed to record on Friday. And so my guest that I'm recording tomorrow is going to be my podcast for Monday. So I have to fucking record and edit it tomorrow. Oh, as yeah. So that uh, kind of, I got a couple things happening. Yeah. 
So, okay, chop, chop. I don't envy you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough working with the same person every week and they have their recording shit together. I can't imagine like trying to wrangle strangers and make sure they, you know, have a decent enough oh, audio set up and that nobody research almost, on them. And, oh, fucking hell. I don't do research on people. And almost no one has a good audio set up. They just, yeah. You know, why would they? Right. Or well, if they do, it's just like... A lot of people you know, have little home studios, but... People, I don't know, whatever. I don't I don't sweat it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, don't I'm sweat the technique. Freak out. <laughs> I don't sweat it. Yeah. Just because... Well, it works. I mean, I whatever you're doing, it just... I would imagine it would be stressful, but... I, I could... I could overthink it and fucking... And, but the result will be the same, unfortunately. Right, yeah. yeah. At a certain point, there's like a an amount of effort and a, your return, and it's just like, well, this is what it is. Right. You know? So, all right. Listen, you're great. Ah, oh, you're great, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got me with that the other day. My friend Sky texted me. He's like, you're great. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> uh, have <sighs> your, so I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a photograph. Um, oh, the other thing I did with my fucking ducting, I took a section out and I <laughs> vacuumed it out. Hey, there you go. You got all the dog hair out of it and shit. Well, there's all kinds of weird shit in there. Yeah. Little army men dirt, and shit. Dirt and debris and shit, you know? Yeah. Dead skin. So, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, buddy. All right, dude. Next week. Have a great evening. All right, you too, man. See ya. Bye. Bye. Go to the